Hello and welcome to the Everything with Val podcast, where we talk about life, current events, and travel. For today's episode, we will focus on self-awareness and vulnerability. And to discuss these really, really pivotal topics, I thought who better to, br- to bring in as a guest than someone who I think embodies these as a whole and is a big champion in both areas. She is someone who's inspired me in a lot of ways, and I would love to introduce Kina, the guru, I would say, of self-awareness and vulnerability. Welcome, Kina. <laughs> Thank you, Val. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, so we're so honored to have you on the show. I would love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners, maybe to let them know a little bit more about you and what you do. Okay, so I work, I had the privilege of working with Valerie on Hedvig, which is an insurance company. And there I'm part of the people and performance team and I've been there for two years, which feels like a really long time yeah. in, the, in the whole life cycle of a startup. But yeah, so at Hedvig I work with everything from you know leadership development, supporting our people in development, as that is a topic that I'm very <laughs> fond of. What else is there? Oh, I'm pregnant right now, so my brain is melting. I just told Valerie <laughs> yeah. this before we started. So if I say really weird stuff, that is the reason. Because yeah. usually I'm super brilliant. And we just so. figured out, actually, that I last saw you when you were two weeks pregnant. Yeah, you were one of the first people to find out. Yeah, I, well, in fairness, I guessed. I don't know if you remember. I was <laughs> oh, yeah, because true. I met her, like, at the time, it was your fiancé as well mm-hmm. and I, he was speaking to me and he was very sentimental about so many things and I looked at Kina as a joke really guys like as a joke not trying to be mean or anything like that and I was like are you pregnant and she was like how did you know <laughs> I was like you guys are so sentimental everything is like so important I was yeah. like what's going on yeah but yeah very mm-hmm. exciting things coming for me yeah. in the future yeah but just going back to my role at Hedwig yeah. what I think is interesting is or at least usually people tell me that's interesting is that i don't have a background in hr at all like i studied uh political science and economics and then i went into like working as an analyst and then i decided to become a journalist so i was a journalist for four years and then i i decided that i wanted to work more with people so i joined ikea in the global people and culture department working with communication and just realized i really like working with hr nice and you uh, like people i love oh, people i would say that's at least the minimum <laughs> description of the fact that you really like working with people no but i think yeah it's a sort of start the the episode of let's talk about maybe self-awareness i think you are someone who's extremely self-aware like with everything removing from like professional aspect and everything i think you're someone who champions self-awareness but how would you describe self-awareness hmm. i think i would start i mean if we just like decompose is that a word de- de- deconstruct the word maybe deconstruct but decompose sure we can even get into it <laughs> like when you're ejecting yourself from the meetings <laughs> No, I executed myself. Dina <laughs> yes. you know, was saying in a bunch of meetings once that she wanted, she was going to execute herself out of meetings. Like she was more referring to eject, but it was very cute and we all found it really funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's what yeah. happens in Swedish. Okay, so <laughs> if we deconstruct, yeah, deconstruct <clears throat> yeah. the, the word self-awareness, it's for me, it's about being aware of the self and the self. Then we, you know, dive into the aspect of identity. Who am I? 
why am I the way I am? What are my values? What am I, how, how do I react to different things? You know, what are my behaviors? What are my feelings, my thoughts, my strengths, my weaknesses? Like being, have an understanding of who you are as a human being. And I think you can divide it in like the inner world and the outer world, but I mm. see more in terms of the inner world, like understanding who I am and what motivates me, like really, knowing who I am yeah and when you say inner world does that mean like to yourself and outer world means externally to others or how do you define inner and outer I would say the external maybe that's I don't know if that's part of you know self-awareness but mm. being aware how you impact others okay so more yeah. like internal self-awareness in terms of understanding who you are yeah. what you stand for and everything going on in your you know spiritual mentally mental aspect and the external side more like how do i impact others can i put myself in others shoes so i can sort of understand how my behaviors impact yours yeah so i think that goes along with like empathy and all of these aspects i think go very well into the whole emotional intelligence framework I, no, I would completely agree. I think for me, it's becoming something that everyone now sort of talks about. We want to understand each other more, especially with all the crazy things going on in the world. I think everyone wants to revert to a place more of one that is kinder, mm. a little bit more gentler. So I think in sort of human intelligence or just emotional intelligence, everyone is sort of looking to that avenue since then we can understand people better or sort of sympathize or just have a better reaction to a lot of things mm. and I think I agree with a lot of what you were saying for me self-awareness is just being able if we look completely inward it's knowing your strengths your weaknesses but also I think on a deeper level and maybe this is because of the fact that I for example suffer with anxiety which you know but I think it's also to try and say when is it rather that you're in a place of you know you have your comfort zone you have discomfort where you really get to challenge and grow but then there's also, I would call it your delusional zone sometimes, people can say that. Or it's just when things just aren't well. And I think if you have self-awareness sometimes, you should be able to tell if you're, for example, not in a bad, if you're in a bad state and you need to externally look for help, because that takes a lot of self-awareness. And it is not easy, let me tell you. But I think self-awareness are all different attributes that not only help you understand yourself better but mm. I think in the long run also help you understand those around you and mm. everyone else in a larger community mm. so I would definitely say that but then now we know sort of how you look at it but what does it actually mean to you do you I mean I think you're the person that champions it the most right now in my life and someone who's inspired that so yeah what does that mean to you to have self-awareness I mean for me it's like What it means, like what it enables me to do is that I can make conscious decisions about my life. I can understand why I do things in a different way and make a choice whether I want to do them that way or not. Um, and, you know, design my life in a way where I can be who I am. Mm -hmm. uh, and also taking a standpoint because I think being self-aware like we talked about you guys who are listening obviously you won't see this but there is it's very sunny outside and normal for stockholm this time of year by the way like just saying we just went through a pretty rough winter in my opinion but yes there is sun. but today is spring arrived yes no but it's like if we have the blinds down we're mm. sitting in darkness and then mm. we don't really know it's hard to navigate in a room that's completely dark yeah but if we pull up the blinds and you know invite the sunlight oh, okay. to come in we can see things more clearly mm -hmm. and then we can look at things and say oh hmm do i really want the couch over there 
oh, maybe this doesn't look really good. And then we can start reshaping things. Okay. And it's not about, you know, oh, I'm going to love myself for who I am. And no. regardless of what I discover in this like previously dark room is yeah. really terrible, but more about, okay, so I have a tendency to react in this kind of way. Yeah. Do I want to continue doing that or do I want to change that? Yeah. So for me being, what it means for me is that I don't make decisions based on what other people want of me. I make decisions based on what I want and what's yeah. important to me for real. So instead of, so I think, you know, defining, knowing my values and knowing mm -hmm. my, my purpose has been really important to guide my decisions. And I have been in relationships where I felt like there was a, a disharmony between mm -hmm. what I felt was important and what I experienced, but I still didn't leave because I didn't have the awareness of that being a discrepancy. And the same with like accepting job offers. Like you're so, or at least I was, I've been very um, flattered to get some offers. And then I'd be like, oh, I can't, I can't turn this. No, this is like too good to be true. And, but you know, if I were to, if I, at that point in yeah. time had looked inside myself and understood what was going on in there, I would have turned that down. That wouldn't be like, that was a no brainer. Yeah, but right. I didn't. Yeah. So that was that's sort of what self-awareness enables me to. And you've been at, at Hedwig, for example, I've been doing a lot of workshops around mm -hmm. sort of, you know, identifying your personal values, finding your direction in life, understanding yeah. what's important to you. And I think, well, there was someone who said like the first time I did this, like, Kina, are you aware of that you're sort of creating a big existential crisis among everyone working here? Yeah. And what would happen if everyone just left? because they realized they were in the wrong place. Yeah. And I said, but then, then that's happens. a good thing. Yeah. Because you're in the wrong place and then you know what's right for you. Exactly. No one left, by the way, but <laughs> just wanted to get out there. But I think one thing that you touched upon there is that you're sort of pulling off this curtain and you're allowing what I think is so... I just want to make this clear. Kina is the one that hired me, but she's no longer, unfortunately, my leader. So she's not paying me to say this about her. So before anyone is like, you're gaslighting her because she's your leader. No, no. But I think the thing that is so refreshing about Kina that you can, for those who work at Hedvig or for anyone that knows her personally, because it's not only the professional side, she has this incredible healthy balance in some way. You found it that you can reflect and say, I'm awesome in these things. And then you can say, I really got to develop in these things as well, right? <laughs> yeah. You have that very like healthy balance to say. And I feel like when you pull that curtain, you're able to see them so much clearer. And you've definitely helped me in that way. But I think for that to happen, which is the next part of our discussion really, is that, I mean, it's also, it takes a lot of vulnerability. And I think for you to have self-awareness, you also have to have vulnerability. They go sort of in tandem. And I think for me to know that there was vulnerability, I had to go through experiences of self-awareness. I'm not sure if you've had any experiences in self-awareness where it led you to like bigger pivotal things in vulnerability. Because I think they are very much connected, but they can also be very isolated as well. Hmm. Yes. What I'm thinking, I think it depends on sort of what what angle you come into the discussion mm -hmm. from in your case has it been that starting exploring yourself has forced you to mm -hmm. be vulnerable in terms of because what people are and we talked about yeah. this before we turn on the microphone that so let's say you're someone who 
don't want to like you're ignorant of what's yeah. going on inside mm-hmm. you because you know that's like very i don't even know what to call it it's intimidating yeah right? very yeah but then to go into yourself yeah like that could be a very vulnerable situation mm-hmm. but if we look at sort of the like how i would describe vulnerability mm-hmm. is like exposed like putting your exposing yourself to an emotional risk yeah or a risk somehow and that risk could be in like in regard to yourself but also to other people and in your experience like would you say for you that has been more towards yourself or towards others i think in both i think the example that i'm thinking of is one where i had to take a risk it was with you actually that's why i'm bringing (laughs) it up but i think for me it's it's kind of like the what came first the chicken or the egg because you can always look at it they oh i got to that because vulnerability came first oh i had this moment because self-awareness came first for example at our company we use uh logic and personality tests to understand candidates better and also to see how they map to the rest of the organizations because you can be an innovator and an initiator all of these things on a spectrum we use like the five factor model that looks at different things for example like conscientiousness and when i had gotten the job kina had this workshop and I had seen my score for the first time because you get like a, a match to a position. I didn't do very well. So I looked at Kina and I was like, why did you consider me if I didn't do that? Well, I think I got maybe just under 70% or just over. I'm not sure at all. But I looked at Kina and I didn't really think what I was saying. I was like, I mean, I need a note for my own self-awareness. Why did you even think to like risk that? You knew nothing about me. You hadn't spoken to me at all. That was the first true impression you got of me as well. So I thought that that's my one example for self-awareness, I would say. Mm. That was a bit, but maybe that, I think you can also say that it runs really in parallel with vulnerability. Mm. I'm just thinking now when we're talking, because I'm, I'm yeah. looking in my i'm looking inside my brain i'm looking for examples but because when we started like talking about having this discussion yeah i was thinking about vulnerability and self-awareness and i haven't really been able to find a good example but now sitting here i just came up with an example of a situation that forced me to increase my self-awareness uh-huh. What was that? It was when I, in Swedish, you say you hit the wall. I, yeah. I was burned, burned out. Burned out yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I refused to go on sick leave. Eventually, I went on sick leave for, for 50%. And I had a really severe, what is it called? Like, like my, I was like, I had dementia. Mm. My brain didn't work. Yeah, your cognitive functions exactly. were right. They were yeah. really, really, really bad. And to... Like, I've always defined myself as a very, or seen myself as a very productive and capable person. Mm. And then being, like, not having access to my brain was a big identity crisis for me. And it was so hard for me to admit to other people that I suffered from burnout. Oh, wow. Because of the stigma or something? Yeah. Oh, wow. This was, like, six years ago. And a lot has happened in the mental health space since. Especially, yeah. But at that time, there were no role models, especially not like among younger people. And I had colleagues who were saying like, oh, but you're so young. Like, I was like, okay, that's making me feel better. And I think, you know, just like, I didn't own it. But the whole situation of being confronted with my, in lack of a better word, inferiority. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I was not as capable as I, I yeah. used to be. And as a high performer, that's hard, right? Um, exactly. And that forced me to deep dive into like, but who am I really? Like what's important to me? Yeah. That's when this whole 
exploration like going into i actually got this question at lunch today like where where does all this come from why are you so interested in these topics and i just realized that now that that's really when the like i put on the i I shifted gears yeah you, that's where you got your why. Mm. We're gonna yeah. start the book starting with your why. No, but I think what's so interesting there is that okay, it's not that I make fun of Kina. I don't want to like yes, anyone, yes, you do a lot I, of times. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> but with this example, it's because I think I don't have the vulnerability and the self awareness yet to do something like this. Do you want to tell people about your silent retreat that I think is so fucking crazy? Oh, I, mean, I don't understand how I, this is I'd crazy. Like, I don't get it at all, but yeah, sure. No, I, well, actually it was cancelled due to COVID and they postponed it to May, but I will have a baby in May, so <laughs> that's not a good timing. Now, when I told Val about going to um, a silent retreat for five days, I mean, your reaction was like, I, like the face expression yeah. you made was like, why on earth would you go somewhere and be silent for five days? And for me, I mean, and I don't know if we'll talk about this, but yeah. one way to increase your self-awareness is through meditation. And I've been meditating for over 10 years. And mm-hmm. for me, that's a really important tool to just like stay with what's going on and practice non-reactiveness. So just observing what's going on. Yeah. So Because if you are aware, that means you're just aware, you're not doing, you're not reacting, you're not... Yeah in it and just like being when you're meditating you have to stay with what is regardless if that's super uncomfortable or if it's not that sounds terrifying (laughs) (laughs) but to be fair i'm like almost one year into meditating so i i started meditating after yeah me and my therapist have talked about this a lot and i got on a hangout with him once and i was like i think i'm gonna give meditation a try i think i'm there and he's like let's see how this goes Mm. the first time i met him he was like have you tried meditation i'm like i don't do this shit Mm. No, no, we don't talk about that. And he was like, he never brought it up again mm-hmm. until I brought it up. And mm-hmm. he was like, interesting. It's been a year. Let's see how it goes. And now, I, I mean, I find it incredibly helpful for like grounding exercises mm. to like just be, I think what is a misconception about meditation, and I heard this on a masterclass video as well, is that it makes your mind blank. It does not do that. I don't think, I don't, th- maybe it could do that for some people, but I think you just, it allows you to maybe do one of two things. Maybe it allows you to center focus on something specific or it allows you to open up to many things, right? But I think with the silent retreat, on one aspect, I don't see the point of paying money to sit in a room with other strangers in silence instead of talking to them and getting to know them. But that's maybe because I've been craving socialization. (laughs) So that's fair. But the second is like, because I spoke to Sana about this as well. And she was like, yeah, but normally you go for 10 days and the first three days are the hardest because that's when you go a little Mm -hmm. bit crazy. Like withdrawal. Withdrawal from talking. And and I'm like, but what if you want to giggle? Like, can you not giggle either? Because how would that work for I would giggle. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. But then I'm like, (laughs) I can imagine that it could be very freeing as well at the same time Mm. that you're getting to explore some Mm. avenues maybe of yourself you didn't know before. Mm. But I think... I would rather want to do that then on a, like, a solo hike, maybe. Mm. Well, whatever works for you. Like, I think that's more, I mean, I love hiking and I love, (laughs) like, regardless of, I know people are usually like, because I talk a lot and I'm quite sociable. Like, I love alone time and I love being quiet. Yeah. Like, I really think that's important. But, I mean, just whatever, I think it just, like, takes more, though. I Mm. Having, like, pay a 
like a fee to go mm. do you say fee tuition yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, whatever like you pay for a course and just go there and then they prepare everything like and i just have to focus on my spiritual well-being okay. yeah. instead of just like pack, packing a bag and go hiking i just the, the threshold is uh, a little lower yeah. but i just came to think about something okay. because this is what i think i'm gonna challenge you a bit here Maybe. Something Kina does often. So <laughs> let's see where it goes. I just wrote in your card that yeah. one of the things I admire about you is that you challenge me so much. So No, but I think why so many people, and this might not be true for you, but mm. I've, I've talked to a lot of people who have been very skeptic to start meditating. And usually it's like, no, but I, ooh, that's not for me. And like they find other things that work for them and mm -hmm. that's great. But what I think is, just as we have the, the analogy here with the blinds, yeah. like if you have a, I'm a big fan of like metaphors and stuff, yeah. but if you have, you know, the, if you have a glass or a jar yes. with water and sand and you shake it, then you can't see anything. And I think that's usually the, the way we go about our lives, like just like constant shaking our head with information and we're being influenced and we have uh, headphones with music and podcasts and we're reading the news and we're around people and like it never we never let our minds settle and when we let the jar be still the sand falls to the bottom mm -hmm. and the water becomes clear and that's when you can observe what's really going on inside you're describing like one of the most discomfort things for me because i think I think you know this. I think with anxiety, like to seek discomfort, it's the, for me, one of the biggest ways to do that is to, to be still. Mm. I mean, even like tonight when you leave and go home, I mean, most likely I will sit here and listen to something. Mm. I can't have silence. And it's not that like, if I'm cleaning for two hours, I'll never have silence. It's just that I just don't enjoy it. But what's the discomfort? Like, can you describe the discomfort? I mean, it really depends. If I'm having a high anxiety time, then it's just because I'm so much already in my own head. Mm -hmm. To have to deepen that is just uncomfortable in mm -hmm. a general sense. Like, why make more anguish for yourself in some ways? But the second is that I think when I do do those things, it's that sometimes I'm just, I don't want to hear it. It's that selective, like, mm -hmm. I don't want to hear what you have to mm -hmm. say right now. Mm -hmm. And I think when I started to really... Uh, feel that something was wrong like when I really sought help for anxiety it was because I knew something was wrong and I kept putting it off so obviously mm. it exploded mm -hmm. but I think my I mean to an extent I'm, it's hard to have intuition with anxiety because everything is like a gut feeling so hopefully you make the right decisions but I think your body tells you a lot of things as you're saying when you let that water like settle and then it becomes clear I think you have to that's why I was going to ask you now that we've looked at all of these things, how do you look at or define vulnerability when it really, you have to be willing to accept it to, on some degree? Because it's the same as self-awareness. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. And I think it's almost harder to do it with yourself than with another person. Because that person can give you strength, can give you courage and all of those things. But for you to have self-acceptance and self-awareness and vulnerability, I think it takes a lot more grit and resilience in some aspects, depending on what you're going through and everyone's different. But I really think that for self-discovery, yeah, you got you got to be willing. And sometimes <laughs> that's hard. Yeah. I mean, 
But um, yeah, like, what do you think about vulnerability? Or do you completely disagree with what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I think, like, if, if one vulnerability is, like, you know, putting yourself at emotional risk. Yeah. And for some people, it's about looking in the mirror and just stand there mm-hmm. and, you know, what do I see? Yeah. That can be scary as shit. Like, oh, for sure. And I think... But what I think is most interesting, because one thing that I just think is yeah. worth mentioning when we're talking about vulnerability is that putting yourself at emotional risk, that's very different for different people. Like I can talk about something that is, you know, for someone to share that kind of information would be like, oh my God, that's, it's so, like I would never dare to share that with anyone. Mm-hmm. But for me, that perhaps is not something that is putting me at emotional risk. Whereas admitting something, if I find it really important to be, I don't know, good at something specific and I admit that I'm not good at it, that could be like putting me at an emotional risk. So it's very different for different people. And when it comes to self-awareness, it's, let me see if I understood your question properly, but it's a lot about... It's not easy. Like, this no, isn't yeah. easy. No, but I'm thinking because I've always, like, separated the two. Or maybe, no, I, I don't know. You've got, you got me thinking about so many things. Because just to add on to your mm-hmm. point, what you just said, emotional risk. I mean, I can give a great example. As you know, I see a therapist, for example, right? Mm-hmm. I have friends who see therapists, but no one knows. Mm. I know because I see it. And then I had a friend reach out to me recently and was like, I'm struggling. What mm. do I do? And I'm like, have you sought help? Have you, you know, mm. what have you done to like give yourself a support system? I'm interpreting that she isn't or like they aren't finding that in her immediate circle, mm. let's say, mm. right? She isn't finding this in her immediate circle. So I think for me, it's you now need to have a serious discussion with yourself because mm. a lot of. I mean, I come from two very different cultures, right? In South Africa, mental health is not something that is talked about. Now it is starting the discussion, I feel like, especially for someone who suffers with anxiety. But if you don't feel like you have the support immediately and then you look outward for a therapist, Mm. right? But you don't want to tell anyone based Mm. on the emotional risk of having to say, Mm. I seek help. Mm. Just as a side note, I think everyone should go to therapy. Me too. Because I think it's only making you a better communicator Mm. with your partner, with yourself, Mm. with friends anyone in the world Mm. i think it's such a great place also you are paying someone to just hear you rant (laughs) and sometimes your friends don't want to hear more about your work shit so it's great but i think i have so many examples like that where friends come to me and are like how are you confident i'm like i'm not like in those areas it's emotional risk for me to be vulnerable and say Mm. that i do this Mm. but i'm not doing it for anyone else yeah I take pride in the fact that I'm doing it only for me. Mm. I'm doing it because I want to be a better partner, a better Mm. colleague, a better friend, and hope that I give the world more value Mm. than I take out of it. Mm. And that is something that is a tool that I use to do that. But that's emotional risk, right? Mm. I mean, the and it's also, but it's also very. There's this poem by Marianne Williamson. I'm 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 referring to this a lot, where she writes at the end. It's something about. I know it mostly in Swedish, so we'll see how this goes in English. Like when you, when you, sh- sort of like if you, if you show the true you and if yeah. you allow yourself to be who you are, yeah. your presence will automatically free others. And yeah. it's so it's basically if I admit something to mm. you, 
you will be like, oh, I thought I was the only one. Exactly. So today, for example, I had this conversation uh, at work about imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of people don't know what that is. But when I explain it, they were like, that's exactly how I feel. I feel yeah. like when will they realize I'm not good enough for this job? When will mm-hmm. they realize I'm a fraud? And most of us have experienced that once or twice. Absolutely. But just knowing that there is a like psychological term for it, Mm-hmm. and that other people suffer from yeah, it exactly. that actually frees you absolutely and i also one thing when you when you talked about this like going to a, a therapist that's really if you think if you think of the opposite of vulnerability i'm not sure if it is the opposite but just mm-hmm. thinking about it like could be pride oh for sure it is so you're very proud of i can handle this on my own i don't need to seek help i'm not that kind of person and that means you're not opening up to mm-hmm. explore what's going on inside of you and sure. facing your weaknesses Absolutely. or facing what's actually going on beneath the surface and i think that is something i mean just like your yeah. friend and this is probably someone our age yeah around yeah yeah, yeah. so someone in their 20s 20s yeah. 30s yeah. our age my age is in their 30s <laughs> Kina says this I will still to this day say to everyone she looks not a day over 23 so oh, thank there you. you go yeah but I think I mean just to add there but this is why I think vulnerability is important and you can disagree with me here on how you see the importance of vulnerability but I think the pride thing is a huge factor an example of this is that once my colleagues saw me taking for example anti-anxiety medicine and they asked what is this and I said you know I suffer from anxiety sometimes I need I need some help. So I got it from a doctor as well. So <laughs> just for everyone to know. But I think they had said to me, why don't you just try and get it through it on your own? And I'm like, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get to a place where I'm strong enough, where I don't need this anymore. And I think when my, I knew my friend had the best intentions in asking me that question. It wasn't a place of judgment or anything. It was just, they didn't understand anxiety or sort of mental health. They didn't know, I'm pretty sure, because I know their friends, that more people were suffering from something. Someone was maybe going through depression or bipolar disorder or anything like that, right? So I think this is why vulnerability is important because it also helps others become more, you're going to use like a more, like it helps you become more awoken to things that are mm. happening around you you become a more enlightened person mm. yeah. you get to see struggle and i don't think i mean this is what i find hilarious when people talk to me about mental health it doesn't have a face because mm. it can be your your dad your mm. mom your grandpa it can mm. be literally anyone around you mm. i mean it can be your pet mm. pets suffer from anxiety yeah. animals anyone and i think you know, it's. It, I think in the beginning, to be as vulnerable as possible, I mean, even you, the first week of work, I promise you, Kina came up to me and was like, Val, you know, on Friday, we're going to have our one-to-one. And I was like, great. By the way, we're going to get vulnerable. And I was like, oh, fuck. I remember coming home to Eric and being like, Kina wants me to be vulnerable with her on Friday. I was so nervous. I think I didn't sleep. I was like, <laughs> what is she going to ask me? What that is was she a terrible preparation know? I did there. <laughs> But I think it's because I came to you and I was yeah. like, listen, I'm not a very vulnerable person. Mm-hmm. I don't show a lot of emotion unless mm-hmm. you maybe ask. And then when you were like, wow, well, is there anything you want to tell me about yourself? And that's when I told you I had anxiety. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about it before that, guys, by the way. But yeah, it's not something I tell most people mm-hmm. at that time. But now, I mean, I'm not embarrassed mm-hmm. by it. I don't think it makes me a lesser person because I have it either. But I also think, you know, when you start having that discussion, yeah. as I said before, like you open up 
you allow others mm-hmm. to tell like own their truth and i think also just like what i try to do a lot is to maybe maybe i do too much but since i like a big part of or at least what i see as my mission is to inspire yeah. people to be their best version of themselves not why that is they... that your mission though not to jump away but you yeah. i think we should answer that question right why is that your mission because so many people are miserable fuck that's that's deep <laughs> i didn't think you were gonna go that deep <laughs> no but, but yeah, isn't it true? true you see people they're in the wrong like they're in bad relationships mm. they're in bad like work relationships bad friendships exactly people just like i actually ha- had my i call it the life compass workshop i, I mentioned it briefly earlier where yeah. we i help people define their values and find their purpose and now i lost my th- train of thought what were but we you no but you were in the life oh yeah, compass yeah. As exactly well. and that's where it became so clear that people yeah. don't know why they're doing what they're doing and they don't know what's most important to them. Absolutely. So it means if you're not, and speaking of you know self-awareness, if you don't consciously drive you as a vehicle, mm-hmm. someone else will. Absolutely. You will, be, you will be directed by something, someone other in your life. Mm. And I think, I mean, you can hear it. Kina and I are very different, right? Like she's super <laughs> spiritual and all of those things. And I... You know, I come from a very different place in terms of spirituality and such, but I think the one thing that we have in common is how important we find people and wanting to help people as mm. well. But I think if anyone wants to read a book in these sort of spaces, I can only think of one. Think like a monk. Yeah. Right? I, I recommend it. It's yeah. so, so many That is also part of the card. Yeah. There. It says, like, you've inspired me to read so many good books. <laughs> <laughs> because I think one thing that's so nice about someone is that you can be very different but things like that can still impact you. Maybe not in the same exact way, but you can walk away from it feeling impacted. Mm. Like that feeling will still be the same. And when you th- read or listen, think like a monk, his voice is beautiful. So I really recommend that. I get so happy just listening so to him. So amazing. But when you listen to it, like it only motivates you to th- like in some ways to, to think of yourself only, to detach from mm. the other and mm. look inward. Mm but in the most selfless way possible mm. so that you can be better for those mm. around you. You're detaching from mm. the inconsequential in mm. some ways. So I think if we look like what to do in times of vulnerability, it's really say inward and say, me being vulnerable right now, will I feel happy about being vulnerable or, or am I being vulnerable for someone else's mm. benefit? Mm. I think that's important too. Mm. You shouldn't always be vulnerable if it's not serving you a higher purpose. No, it should come from a good place. Yeah. And that's, I think, it's really important to, when we talk about, you know, self-awareness and, you know, doing things based on your own purpose and mm. your values, etc. It's not about being, like, selfish. No. It's about being your best self so that you can be there for others. No, absolutely. I completely agree. And I think if you looked at it in terms of, like, a one-to-one interaction, a group, or just within yourself, I would really resonate with the fact that... As someone who's now slowly started their journal, the journaling journal, like mm. sort of that journey as well. But I think if you allow yourself those spaces, for example, the way that Kina meditates is completely different to the way that I meditate. For example, Kina knows I love to read now. It's something that I've been doing a lot over the last year. But reading is one form of my meditation. Mm. I'm stepping out of my world and stepping completely into someone mm. else's and I can through there awaken things in myself mm. should be like an infomercial for reading right <laughs> but i think 
when you're doing it one-to-one, I think the reason that you and I, for example, can be so vulnerable, and I'll give a really personal example of this, is the fact that you are someone that gives off energy or vibe. And I'm not a person that throws around these words lightly. You give someone this impression that they should trust you. Does that make sense? Like you just give off this energy that I think you meet people in life where you're like, I want to tell this person stuff about myself because I can feel that they maybe hopefully won't manipulate it, but just will treasure how important and how like risky this feels for me. And I think you always did this. And I remember, maybe this speaks about how bad my previous experiences were. <laughs> but I remember calling Kina and our other colleague at that time and saying, hey, I just had a really terrible panic attack. Is it okay if I take 30 minutes and hopefully after that I'll be fine? And I remember, I'm not sure if you heard it in my voice, I could barely speak. It was so bad. I could barely function. I just knew that because we were going into like a two hour meeting with other people in the company, I had to tell her because I obviously wasn't going to be there. And I remember, do you remember what you said? I don't know if you remember. Oh, I'm not sure. I say so many, so many things. <laughs> so many things. But I think, like, Kina just told me, because when I did my interview training for the team as well, I said to her, like, if you don't feel like you can come to something mm. full head, full heart, why are you there? I quote you so much on this. <laughs> like, Lastly, last night. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yeah. But I think, like, if and it's true. That's how I now envision everything. If I can't come full head, full heart why am I coming? I'm not Mm. serving the other person Mm. any, like, joy. Mm. So, I remember you just quoted me back and you were like, why are you coming to it if you can't come full head, full heart? And I'm like, oh, damn, she schooled me with my own (laughs) thing. In your face. And you, 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 you literally said to me, like, just take the day. And I'm like, are you sure? But I'm supposed to work. And you were like, what positive thing are you going to productively do today in this mindset? How, what value are you going to add to the team and the company feeling like shit and I was like whoa like my my leader which you were at that time is just saying to me like look after yourself so you can come back for the betterment of the team right Mm. and I thought that was like inspirational because I'd never experienced it and you were just so caring and kind and I think from there I knew that being vulnerable for with you was only things that were going to affect me positively. Mm. So, yeah, Kina, thank you. Well, of course. <laughs> I, I just wish that would be the natural reaction. Exactly. To, um, like, because it's, it's not about... It's not about the... Like, if you're not feeling well, yeah. regardless if it's mentally or physically, exactly. you won't... Like, it's not about, like, we will, we will only want you if you add value, but yeah. it's, like, what's most beneficial to you right now as a human being? I mean, if I feel, it, you know, creative and I have a lot of energy, I might want to just, like, dive headfirst yeah. into work. But if I don't feel like that, I mean, why should I be working that day? Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, like, listening to your needs, because I also think, you know, with self-awareness, something that we haven't touched upon yeah. is to know your boundaries. Absolutely. Boundaries is <laughs> so important. And just knowing, and I can I can give an example, because Magnus, my husband, he brings this up a lot. Like, so he was suffering from burnout as well and had a really hard time during a period. And being around that energy can be really difficult, especially mm-hmm. if you're maybe have a history of wanting to fix other people, like you can mm-hmm. be co- become yeah. codependent. 
And I'm so, speaking of self-awareness, I had become so aware of that tendency in myself. So I needed to set a boundary. And at this point in time, he wasn't my husband then, he was my boyfriend. I had still my own apartment and I told him, I know he felt like shit. Yeah. But I knew if I would stay that day or that weekend, I would drown. So even though he felt like shit, I, I'm going to sound like a horrible person now. But I said to him, I love you, yeah. but I need to take care of, I need to put, put on my oxygen mask yeah. in order to be there for you. Absolutely. And right now that means going home to my apartment to recharge. Absolutely. Then I can come back in a few days and I can yeah. be here for you. But I cannot do that now. Yeah. And I think, you know, being aware of, first of all, your tendon, like your natural yeah, inclination yeah. Of, of dealing with things, but also changing those patterns consciously. Yeah. Because at, at, at that point in time, he was like, <laughs> that was really hard for him. But afterwards, it's been like, wow, that really made me understand, like, someone else can't fix me. I need to do this on my own. No, for sure. I mean, unfortunately, no one can take that pain away from you. Mm -hmm. I think, for example, my partner, Eric, if we could have taken each other's pain away, we would. Mm. Like, you know, worn it on ourselves mm. for a little so you can feel a little, like, feel like you can catch your breath. Mm. But I think, and it's a great segue into our next segment, which is to talk about, like, how can you develop in these areas? And I think boundaries is a mm. huge development area. And both of us also suffer, for example, not only that, but saying no. Mm. The power of a positive no. Mm. The fact that I'm not saying no because I'm selfish. I'm saying it because I'm being selfless in the fact that when you need help from me, I don't want to provide quantity over quality. Mm. I want to give you, again, full heart, mm. full mind of the service that I'm providing you, whether that is at work, as a person. And I think the second is to know that hopefully this provides anyone inspiration because... I was actually on another podcast and the person had asked me if someone feels like they don't have a mental health support in the place that they work, can you say that it exists? And I'm like, yes, Kina is the reason <laughs> that I feel that it exists. Yeah. I know that it exists and I know that people can perpetuate an area in which you, even if you don't suffer from a diagnosed mental health thing, you can still find someone who's going to say, hey, you had a bad day, take the day and mm. feel better. Mm. It doesn't have to be like the extremes either mm. and I think within development the reason that the power of a positive no I feel I I'm not there yet I think I'm like seven percent into that journey of feeling comfortable in that area but I think but it's, you've improved a lot yes I think we both had though <laughs> yeah. like after Christmas it was we both had a lot of reflections and we're like we can't solve everything on our own but I think it's it's more because you just realize I'm one person and as much as it would feel good to say that I solved a hundred things in a day, what about if I solved three and they mattered mm. and they actually felt like they mattered and mm. I'm like, that feels more than just mm. saying I, I accomplished a hundred things and mm. it was still a problem. Yeah. So there is this quote from, I think it's Tony Blair who said yeah. it, but you know, who knows? The art of leadership is saying no. Yeah. It's very easy to say yes. So easy. But you know, being a leader is to learn how to say no. Absolutely. And I think it's also the vulnerability to say no to your friends mm. as well. For example, you and I had this conversation. I had a situation where I said no to a friend and they wanted me to say no for an action that I had done only to look after myself. And I said, I love you. There is nothing that I want in the world to hurt you. But if I apologize to you for doing this, I apologize to myself mm. for looking, not only for looking after myself, but actually taking accountability so that I can take a step back, go to my own little space, mm. 
yeah breakdown which i did <laughs> unfortunately come back to you and be like this is what happened and again not wanting to hurt you but i can't say no for self-care and i think we can easily say to people you know respect self-care but when you're actually put in it you don't like the fact that people tell you no you don't like the people mm. when the fact that people are actually doing it and that's two different conversations mm-hmm. right yeah. i know for you it's a bit different because you've really set those boundaries very very clear for yeah. a lot of people yeah. but i think a lot of people are just now saying like or opening themselves like mm. pulling that curtain mm. back and saying oh people can say they don't want to go out with mm. me and it's not because they dislike me it's because they got to look after mm. themselves yeah there is this there are these like youtube clips i don't know if it's like a commercial for something yeah but about this is a girl who's like showing things on social media or just like turning down meeting her friends but she's mm. like saying i'm super busy i have to work blah 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 but she's just like on her couch watching netflix like you can't really own up to your yeah. actual needs it's like you have to keep an image of yourself as someone who is i mean speaking of you know being more like what do you call it driven or from the external world oh, okay but like she for example she took a picture she was terrible feeling terrible at her job okay and then you know people brought in pizza and she was like taking a picture of the pizza and putting it on instagram and being like oh i have the most amazing job blah 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 but she was miserable yeah okay so this isn't real no, i feel like i'm creating like, fakeness like exactly it's vulnerability to say like externally i want you to see this but internally exactly turmoil exactly but also just like to your friends and i've actually gotten this feedback from a friend of mine because i'm as you said (laughs) i've become really good at setting boundaries (laughs) which means also like i've consciously reduced my relationships because i you know i want them to matter and i want to like really be there for the people i really deeply care about but one of my friends she said it's so nice that I can always say no to you yeah. and I don't need to have a reason. Yeah. And I was like, you shouldn't need to have a reason. Like if exactly. you're, if we've decided we are hanging out on Friday and then come Friday, you feel like shit. Yeah. I don't want to see you if you feel like shit, unless you, you want me to support you no, with something. Absolutely. But if you just want to, you know, I don't know if you say this in English, like <laughs> touch your belly button. Yeah, no. But I think what you just said there is so important because I'm not sure if you remember this, like this friend of mine also suffers from anxiety Mm. so what i find ironic is like when we had this conversation i literally had said to them like you need to tell me no as well Mm. you need to set those boundaries because i know and i think it's because like for example one of our colleagues also suffers from anxiety and she's like when you have anxiety i can feel it and i'm like the same for you though i can feel that you are in the uncomfortable so when my friend has anxiety as well i'm like I know that you're not feeling well. Just tell me no. Like, but owning it is also being vulnerable. Exactly. But also being aware that you are in that state of mind. Yeah. And doing what's required to, for you to feel good. Yeah. But then you need to like open up the conversation. And a lot of people, again, don't have those boundaries because they yeah. set the well-being of others or promises or whatever Mm -hmm. ahead of their own needs no absolutely but like i think that everyone in that sort of area sort of differs but i think like even to take it with like for example with my family having some of these discussions is really hard because i think if you don't especially if you don't have something that someone else is struggling with and that can be said at university right we don't know what people who are going through in malaysia for example like i don't know what a nine-to-five day in malaysia looks like but I think that we can all agree that kindness goes a long way. If you just, I mean, if 
you just really try and be open for someone like it can it can matter and both of us you've said now for example that you've said no to some relationships whether that's friendships some work environments as well but I think I don't think anyone in my life if they came to me in a vulnerable state and said well I'm struggling even if that person had been a dick to me that I would be like well that sounds like something you should tell someone who's in your life (laughs) right like that would be awful yeah I think if you want to lean on someone, also, if you feel you don't have anyone to talk to, a stranger can go a long way. Mm. I love a good stranger on a plane who wants to have a deep conversation for Mm. a nine-hour flight to South Africa. I'm there, buddy. You want Mm. to tell me all your things? Let's do it. It's only distracting me from my fear of the flying. So, (laughs) But I think, because someone asked me, like, what do you suggest for someone who doesn't feel like they have anyone in your life? Because you, it's incredible how much support you have from Magnus from your friends from your family and whomever even at work I would say that you have found that peace of mind as well mm. or what do you think maybe not from every single human but in some ways it feels like you and support in terms of that I can sh- get the support I need like if I feel like shit like someone will hold me mm, yes and no but just to be vulnerable and be like mm. should I want to be better at this like mm. for example saying no Mm. you can be like I really want to get better at this with people Mm. or even saying you know let's see for example when I'm with Eric I'm like I wish I was better at time management (laughs) not because I think for my personal one I mean you know me I'm pretty aggressively punctual Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's something in terms of time management but more again saying no I get overwhelmed with time management because I just want to open the floodgates Mm. and be like sure Mm. I'll help everyone I think in terms of like having that infrastructure is again a conscious decision for sure and a conscious way of but I'm also a very firm believer in you know you you attract what you send out yeah and one of my key values is mm. non-judgment yeah and course. not I mean we all judge I actually realized the other day that I <laughs> this is very meta meta yeah. Meta? How do you say that in English? Oh, I don't know, but Meta. I know what it is. Okay. It's... If I figure this out, I'll write it in the show notes and be like, <laughs> keenest Swedish word. <laughs> it's very meta. It's very... Yeah. Exactly. But when I judge is mm. that I judge people who judge. Really? I ju- Like, I, I realize myself that, you know, mm. when I'm just like, oh, how can this person be that way? That's when they are judging. That means I judge people who judge. So judge. I'm not non-judgmental all the time but I really strive for it and I think that's also something then you attract people who have the same first of all being non-judgmental allows other people to open up as you said before just being there like just tell me whatever you want to tell and I will hold that I will not wear it Mm -hmm. I will I will create space for you absolutely so I think that's one element to it and I can I just add one thing sorry because I, I love where you're going, but I, I have a feeling it's going to differ from this direction. So I just want to add the value there now. <laughs> My whole opinion, and it's been something that I've said since I think I was like five years old. I judge people, but my thing is that I never let the judgment deter me from either becoming their friend, mm. from becoming their mm. colleague or anything like that. Because I just think we all naturally judge. But I, again, judge people who are like, I didn't like her shoes, so she didn't fit in with me. I mean, <laughs> and it's funny, right? Yeah. But we all have met someone who has ridiculously yeah. done something like yeah. this. And we maybe have done it un- sub- yeah. subconsciously, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I think 
in all those shit ways or shapes or forms, I'm always like, yeah, they were a little strange when we met, but now they are amazing. Mm. And I think it's always about that delayed gratification in certain things. You can look at it in relationship with delayed gratification of if I wait and see what happens with this person, will they become my best friend? Will they become my partner? Mm. Because what I find funny is that sometimes love at first sight is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes some time. Maybe it takes years. Mm -hmm. But you still fall in love with them anyway. Mm -hmm. So having that vulnerability as well. So just wanted to add that my like sort of mindset on judgment i just think when you allow it to stop yourself from doing something being with someone doing something for yourself even Mm. like someone's judging you and being like it's crazy you have this opportunity you're so young then you're like is it too early for me Mm. something like that right Mm. so it's letting that judgment stop you from anything Mm. so yeah Yeah. just wanted to add now i forgot what i was talking about oh shit no no don't do you have another question no i think i mean just to, to round off for all the, the listeners, so now that we've gotten vulnerable and we've talked about self-awareness, what are you going to continue to work on to get real deep with it? Also, I inspire everyone to sit down and have this conversation with yourself, whether it's in the shower or just literally mm. sit on the floor and be like, mm. what is something that I want to work on? We mm. all know what it is. You can sit there, listen to this and be like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, mm. you do. Mm. Yeah, you do. I actually, I'm, I'm reading a book now. <laughs> I'm actually gonna. This is, a, this is an advice for you. It's yeah. called Rich as Fuck. Oh, really? Okay, and cool. I'm not a person like I'm not motivated by money. To any future employer, that does not mean you're not gonna pay you. Pay worth. me well. Yes. I am worth. Or your worth. Exactly. <laughs> but it's basically a lot like a spiritual view on money, which I think is really interesting. interesting. And then she's. She asks a bunch of questions. I actually took a picture of this the other day. I'm going to just mention one of these questions because it was about if you really think about what you want, yeah. like if you could do anything without anyone, you know, seeing or joining, wait, here it is. Like if resource wasn't a thing exactly. or judgment wasn't a thing, right? What would you do? Yeah. So if nothing I wanted were bad or wrong, what would I want? If no matter what I did, no one would be mad at me, what would I want? If nothing bad would happen, no matter what I did, what would I want? If no matter what I wanted, it would happen, what would I want? So what would you want, Kina? <laughs> okay, let's pause that question for a while. <laughs> but as uh, you begin to ponder a life of being led by your heartfelt desires. So sort of like, oh, if I don't, if I don't need to give a shit, I would just, you know, lie on my couch watching Netflix. Probably that's not true. So she says, I want to say this to you. You are, you are not wrong. Your desires are not wrong. There is nothing wrong with you. Okay, sorry, this was not the Netflix example. This was more like, what you want, you should pursue it. And I think I have just come to... Okay, this is actually vulnerable to me because... (laughs) You know what's weird? I just want to say this. I've now known Kina for over a year and a bit now. I've never seen her nervous. Today is the first day I've ever seen her nervous. Yeah. So it's... It's good to be on the, the other side of the different Well, this is my I'm podcast always, premiere. Yeah. Because I think what I've been, you know, if I'm going to like truthfully look into, you know, what's next for me in my self-awareness, it has been to really define what I want to do. Like, I, I know I'm in the realm that mm. I want to be in, 
but what more can I what more can I do and I've been talking I told you this in yeah. in the fall that I've said for a long time that I want to start a podcast I and now when you've started yours I'm just like wasn't this easy what's like what's holding me back and what's holding me back is fear yeah I mean I won't lie to you and say that it's easy <laughs> it is fucking terrifying on a lot of fronts but I think I mean for you I think if you even started one just around values and living in purpose so many people could be helped mm. and I think you not doing it is worse than you ever adding that value because even if you fucked up and said something weird mm. go sit in a room for 20 days <laughs> but you know what I mean like yeah. I think so many people could benefit from that whether you wanted to do it in Swedish I think people would prefer it in English so then you could touch more people maybe mm-hmm. otherwise we all need to start learning more and more Swedish <laughs> to get the full benefit <laughs> oh, of oh the world la- yeah. language Swedish yes but I think you know I've always admired the fact that you've always been so upfront about it and to have that fear even if you don't regularly get nervous just to know that you still do I think it just you're still a human you're still mm. growing mm. and I mean I for one in your next phase of being a mom I am hopefully like hopefully everything you know will plan out with whatever you do they wanted to go to Italy for example they wanted to get married <laughs> hopefully or like have their big big wedding and everything but I cannot wait to see this next life cycle for you as a mom I think you will be such a supportive and hopefully like just this endearing mom that will make the kid feel like they will achieve anything because that's the feeling that you've given me as someone who works next to you Aww. and there's no greater feeling than having that just just to just to add one more thing as an example I remember we were in a meeting and she Kina looked at me and was like oh fuck I don't know you're the expert to have your leader tell you that they don't know and you should make a decision that's powerful as fuck Because it makes you actually feel like you're valued, you're listened to, and that you are actually capable of having a brain. (laughs) So it's great. But like, just to say, like, I'm so excited to see you become a mom because I think it will be like incredible. Oh, that's so sweet. Actually, that has been a fear of mine for a really long time. Like, Mm -hmm. because I I was never one of those people who are, you know, they know from start that they want to be a mom. Yeah. Uh, For me, that's just something. I don't know. It, it started with Magnus saying like a year ago that he wanted to have kids. And I was like, let's get a puppy. And then what happened, Kina? And then we got a puppy. And then what happened? And then I got pregnant. <laughs> like a month after we got the puppy. Yeah, yeah. We were like, and she's beautiful, by the way. Her name's Penny. She's yeah, beautiful. She's beautiful. No, we're such a Corona cliche. It's like you get a puppy <laughs> and you get a baby. No, but I've, I've just been very terrified of what if I'm not cut out for it. And in my own like self growth journey yeah. um i've come to trust myself yeah. that is something i think also is part of like self awareness like if you don't know what's in the darkness how can you trust the darkness like speaking of the curtains again or blinds whatever you call it um, i think now you're touching upon something that's even more scary getting getting comfortable and trusting the darkness exactly. and being like i know how to get out of this no but just like like self reliance mm. like that's something that's really come with you know working with myself but also with age just like i trust myself i trust that i'm mm. capable of doing certain things i know that i will bounce back if yeah. you resilience know. exactly absolutely um and then you know when it comes to having a kid i was like i don't want to fuck up a, another person but now i feel not i i do not aspire to be like the mom of the year i will for sure not be that but if i can create 
or be part of making a, another human being feeling as safe and loved as possible, then you know everything else will just sort itself so, out. I think you and Magnus will flicker it out. I mean, for sure you'll fuck up, right? Like, that's, <laughs> yes, that's we will. They won't hear this hopefully for a while, <laughs> but I think you'll, you'll fuck up. But I think as much as you're saying, you'll create a system whereby even if they do, they'll know, you know, mom and dad have got me. Like mm. I can know that I have the support of everyone else. And not mm. everyone has that privilege. Mm. And that's super unfortunate because I wish they yeah. did. Because it doesn't matter sort of, you know, like you had the best mom and she packed you the best lunch. Knowing, for example, like my mom, that when I failed or anything, she was the first one to tell me, you know, get up. You know the world's like, you just got to give it another mm. shot. And mm. then you get up and then it goes back again. And mm. she's like, yeah, I again, that was your next yeah. one. Keep going on, on those mm. fronts. But again, thank you so much for joining us, Kina. This has been amazing. It's been an honor and a privilege to have you here. It was so fun. Yes. <laughs> if people want to connect with you on a deeper level or, or reach out to you and sort of maybe get some advice, where can they reach you at? Um, She's like an anti-social media. I was way. just going to say, <laughs> I did create a new Instagram account mm. after like six years of not having it. But I posted one thing and I've checked, I haven't checked it in like three months. So don't find me on Instagram. I would say probably the easiest way is LinkedIn. That yeah. sounds so boring. Or you could email me, but I have a really complicated last name now. So it's hard to spell out. Maybe Val can put it in somewhere. Yeah, I'll put it. But yeah, Kim, how do you pronounce your last name? Youngman. Youngman, okay. But it's spelled like L-I-U-N-G-M-A-N. And I just changed it because we got married in September. And when I said to Magnus, like, when I try to spell it to other people, I'm just like, L, okay, so this will be Swedish, yeah. but L-I, Ungman. And then it's like, what? that's just so complicated. So, yeah. yeah. But I'll, I'll make sure, hopefully, to put those in the show notes. But yeah, thank you so much to everyone, as always, for listening to the Everything With Our podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to share with a family member, a friend, or whoever needs to know more about their self-awareness and vulnerability. <laughs> and until next time, have a great week. And thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.